Hello and welcome. You're listening to the I Should Have Known podcast. I'm Tanner. I'm Andrea. And I'm Soops. And we'll be discussing an interesting topic today. But be careful, one of the facts we tell you is total BS. Join the other two in guessing the false fact. By the end, you'll be saying, I should have known. Welcome to the I Should Have Known podcast. Today, Andrea will tell us all about poison. So yeah, I'm telling you guys about poison. So a few just kind of intro facts. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, a poison is any material that causes illness or death when introduced into or is absorbed by a living organism. So I wanted to ask you guys first, maybe what are some, what are some things about poisons you know? Some famous poisons. There's a band called Poison. Yes, uh, there is. And if you type into Google Poison, this is the first thing <laughs> that pops up. I forgot the name, but in movies they have this, the villain or some some spy, usually they carry it. Is it, what is it? Cyanide? Cyanide. There you go. Yeah, that's a poison. It is a poison. Yes. Quite famous poison. There's something between poison and venom. Yes. Okay. So this is an important thing to distinguish, but I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. I wanted to talk about, so the way you measure how deadly a poison is, uh, there are lots of different ways, but the most common is the LD50, which is the lethal dose 50 or the median lethal dose. So it means the amount per kilogram necessary to kill 50% of a population. And usually this is tested on mice. It's uh, not very animal friendly <laughs> at all. Um, but because of this kind of, it depends on how big you are and how the poison int- is introduced into your body. Uh, it's hard to say what is the deadliest poison. Don't you think chemical weapons would be like sarin gas, for example? I mean, they're among some of the more deadly poisons. Uh, but it's kind of hard to measure this scientifically because it's, it, you know, you can't just go around murdering people and measuring how many, how much it took. Uh, but in general, uh, radiation is considered to be, ionizing radiation is considered to be the deadliest poison-esque hmm. thing. I wouldn't have thought of that. It's very confusing. Yeah. It's actually, it's unclear. But um, back to the whole poisons versus venoms uh yeah so there's these three words poison toxin and venom and depending on what field you're talking about these words have slightly different meanings um but i'm gonna go with kind of the more general meaning so the idea is that a poison is like i said anything uh, that is introduced into your body that harms you okay toxins are specifically organic poisons Things made by living creatures or plants or bacteria, living things. Some people call those biotoxins and whatever. But And then among toxins is another group called venoms. And the difference between a venom and a poison is that a venom is injected into your tissue, usually with teeth. So that brings me to my first fact. Oh, boy. Fact number one. 
has to do with something I absolutely hate and had to look up so many awful pictures and uh, was very stressed out researching this. So fact number one, snakes are venomous, not poisonous. So you can eat snakes and be fine. So you can eat a snake and you'll be fine. But if a snake eats you, like if a snake bites you, <laughs> yeah, you will get sick. Some snakes, yes. Venomous snakes. One technical exception is if the snake has recently eaten something poisonous, things that are poisonous to humans are not necessarily poisonous to snakes, then you can be poisoned by eating that snake. But <laughs> this is, you know, a technicality. And you can drink snake venom. Really? Would you drink? Is this a cocktail? Uh, yeah, actually. So there's a famous snake alley in uh, Taipei, I believe. It's in Taiwan, uh, where you can get shots of snake venom. Would you do one, Soups? I'm, I'm happy with my vodka. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, you could drink snake venom. Um, assuming you have no open sores in your mouth or esophagus, this should not harm you at all. So I know there's a lot of ways to remember like which snakes are venomous and which aren't, but it sounds like if you're like starving in a place where there are snakes, you can just eat any snake, right? Because they're yep. not they're not poisonous. You could just roast it and eat it, no matter what kind of snake it is. Yeah, I mean, as long as it doesn't. Why bite would you, you want to? <laughs> is this the start of another pandemic? Uh, they don't have a they don't have very much meat on them. Sure. Okay. Unless okay. it's eaten a poison frog, then you're. Then you're oh, going to no. get poisoned. Oh, and one other exception to the rule is that snakes that spit, technically, it's not a, if they're spitting venom, but it's not a venom because it's not being injected, but that's not my point. It's getting technical. Yeah. So, And you can also build immunity to snake bites by having yourself be bitten by snakes. As long as you don't die, then you can build up an immunity to yeah. these. Wow. There's a lot of trial and error, is what I'm understanding. How do you feel about snake suits? Well, growing up in India, I've had my fair share of snakes, um, especially during monsoons, because, you know, we have floods everywhere, so the snakes uh, do creep up in residential areas. But you're not, you're not like Indiana Jones, where you just have a fear of snakes? Oh, yeah. I am... <laughs> oh, this... It was very uh, difficult to research this because there were so many pictures of snakes i hate them so much yeah but but snakes are snakes are very common um i think they're very important within the hindu yeah. culture because of lord shiva so moving away from snakes um very gratefully moving away from snakes what do you guys think of as like a symbol of poison what do you mean like what what represents poison to you in your mind like what symbol um, like if you have a jar, it has a, there's a skull and crossbones that would mean like poison or toxic. Yeah. So that's what I was getting at. I was fishing. The skull and crossbones is a very famous symbol of poisons. But fact number two, uh, this symbol was not very strongly associated with poisons until the 19th century. 19th century. 19th century. It's the 1800s. So was it invented then or was it? did no. it mean something else? No. So yeah, it has meant many other things in history. Um, but in 1829, New York State required all poisons be labeled. 
And in the 1850s, they started using the skull and crossbones to do this. And they even made bottles shaped like skulls to be like, this is a poison. The skull, I usually associate with my favorite rum from India. It's called Old Monk. They usually come in the same bottle shape as well. But skull and bones, I think I think I would refer it as something dangerous, right? Something to stay away or keep away from. Well, related to rum, it's a famous symbol for pirates. 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 That's what I was going for. But actually, it has origins as a biblical symbol. Some people say King Tut's uh, sarcophagus is a representation of the skull and crossbones. It has meant many things throughout history. But yeah, nowadays, it's used as a label for poisons. Hmm. And kind of weird story is in Pittsburgh, in Pennsylvania, in the U.S., in the 70s, they realized that they had a higher than the national average child poisoning. And so a children's hospital in Pittsburgh speculated that maybe this had to do with the fact that their sports team is that their baseball team is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh. And so the kids weren't associating the symbol with danger. They created their own symbol named Mr. Yuck. Oh, I've heard of Mr. Yuck. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, like a, basically the barf emoji, but he's trademarked. So the skull and crossbones is public domain. So people still use that because it's free. Uh. Famous poisonings. Do you guys know some famous people who died by poison? Give me some. Socrates. You're such a nerd, Tanner. Um, you went with Socrates, Socrates first. Oh, Socrates. But yes, Socrates was poisoned by hemlock. By himself. Yes, he took it. It was his, uh, his execution, basically. One famous one, and unfortunately, we're going to have to come back to snakes, is Cleopatra. Um, so fact number three. Uh, Cleopatra was probably not actually killed by a snake, and instead this was Roman propaganda. She probably poisoned herself with some really common basic poisons at the time, like hemlock or opium or something like this. So your fact is she committed suicide, she didn't... No, no. I said she was probably not killed by a snake. Okay. But whether she was committed suicide or was murdered is debated. Oh. So she could have still been poisoned. Yes. She could have poisoned herself. Yes. But she probably wasn't bitten by a snake and died. Yes. Okay. This was propaganda, probably, uh, because the asp, the snake that she was bitten by, is uh, the modern name of the Egyptian cobra, which is the in the symbol. I'm not exactly sure how to say this. But the Ureus is the name of, you know, on like the pharaoh's hats, they have uh, this snake coming off the top. That's the name of that snake. And it's uh, an Egyptian cobra. Okay. And this is a real snake. It is poisonous. Um, but it takes a long time to murder you. It's venomous. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yes, it's venomous. Uh, but... This was a symbol of the pharaohs and the Egyptian Greeks, the Ptolemies, which Cleopatra was. And since she was basically the last Ptolemy, the Romans, they liked the symbolism of her being killed by her own Mm -hmm. symbol, the representation of her own power. Probably propaganda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Romans. The Romans who didn't like Cleopatra. Mm -hmm, Because Octavian defeated her and, and... basically solidified Rome's uh, power in the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. And 
yeah, they like supposedly they like this idea of her being killed by her own symbol of her power. Okay. Yeah, but probably it was something either she ingested it or it was rubbed on her skin or some people say they she used a pin to put it into her skin. No. There are lots of theories on how it was actually done, but it was probably not a snake. Also, uh, Egyptian cobras are huge. So the no one found and the story goes that no one found the snake, that it was hidden in a basket of figs. And uh that cobras are huge, so it's pretty unlikely that they wouldn't have seen it. So for anyone to speculate on any of this, uh do we have her body? Uh no. Okay. So they're just guessing or going off of what people wrote? Um there are the like three writers who are associated with Rome who wrote kind of you know, histor they call it historical uh versions of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where our sources of the story come from. It was made famous probably by Shakespeare. Of course. Make sense. Yeah, and and many paintings. There are many famous paintings, and it it's always uh strangely the snake always bites her in the breast. <laughs> yeah. Why? So there are many um statues and paintings of it kind of wrapped around her neck and then like biting her in the chest. Okay. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> I, I don't take that with what you will. And then my last fact. Speaking of Shakespeare, in Hamlet, do you guys read Hamlet? Of course, in yes. School, yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember anything that happened, though? I definitely barely remember what happened. Yeah, there's a feast, the king dies, things are rotten. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, so um, po- quite a few people are poisoned in that play. Pretty much everyone dies. Spoiler alert for a 500-year-old <laughs> play. Uh, basically, everyone dies. But interestingly, uh, yeah, Hamlet's father is killed before the play starts and that's the start of the play is his ghost comes to him and says avenge my death uh so uh fact number four hamlet's dad was killed uh, according to shakespeare in the in the play he's killed by a poison called hebanon but no one knows what that is so the mystery so the, the fact is that it's a mystery of what this poison is that shakespeare is talking about yeah, and uh, very interesting. It, the poison is poured into his ear. What? I'll read the line. So it's, uh, with juice of cursed hebanon in a vial, and in the porches of my ears did pour. It Was it like a plot device because he was like asleep? Yeah, he was asleep. He was taking a nap okay. uh, when it happens. Um, so anyway, the speculation on this hebanon, because this is not... As anything anyone knows, there are lots and lots of suggestions for what it could be. Um, probably the most accepted is a, a plant called henbane, which uh, was actually used to treat deafness. So they actually poured it into people's ears. But... Why would Shakespeare... So the question on this one is, why would Shakespeare then use that as... This was a medical treatment. Uh Why would it kill him? Uh Who would think to poison someone like this? This is a medical treatment. And the second thing is, well, then why'd he mess up the name? Guys, it's a play. It's an art. It's a performing art. He's the master of creativity. Oh, 
I mean, I, I think it's totally fine that Shakespeare just made it up, but a lot of people have cared a lot about what poison uh, he could possibly have been talking about. That's so interesting. Yeah. Does the name work better with his rhyme scheme? Is it a meter thing? It, it's not a word that they have any record of anyone else using. So he just made it up. Yeah. Count us down to the four facts that you mentioned. Yeah, so fact number one was that snakes are venomous, not poisonous, so you can eat snakes just fine. So fact number two, the skull and crossbones symbol was not strongly associated with poison until the 19th century. Fact number three, Cleopatra was probably not killed by a snake, and this idea was probably Roman propaganda. And fact number four, in the Shakespeare play Hamlet, Hamlet's father is killed with a poison called Hebanon, but no one knows what Hebanon is. Sounds good. Thank you. Tanner, are you ready? Boy, I'm going to go with... Oh, man, these are tough. Okay, Andrea, don't reveal the answer. Uh, let me also take a guess and then... You could say if either one of us were correct. Yeah, I want both of you to try before I tell you. Yeah. Do you have a guess, Sus? Are you ready? The myth is Cleopatra. Like, I have a feeling. Okay. I, I'm going to have to disagree. I think it's the last one, uh, the Shakespeare fact. I fully believe that Hebanon was what he poisoned Hamlet's dad with. Um, but I am going to say that we know what happened on this. All right. Good good guesses, boys. Good guesses. Um, but you're both wrong. Oh, crap. <laughs> um, there is a genus of snakes called the Rhabdophis. I'm not sure how to say it exactly. They live in Southeast Asia, and they are poisonous and venomous. You can't eat them. They will poison you. Oh, no. And they're venomous if they bite you. So it was fact people, number one. People think they're very pretty because they have like orange necks and stuff. I think they're terrifying, vile uh, murder beasts and I'm uh, not a fan. But yeah, some snakes are poisonous. I should have known. I should have known. That definitely makes sense when you say it aloud. Thanks for listening to the I Should Have Known podcast. Check us out on social media to get extra fun facts and to let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can even let your friends know about your new favorite trivia podcast.